Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lindsay. And this is Lisa. I think that sounded weird again, right? This is another mixed up episode, guys. So I'm going to be your host this week and Lisa gets to sit back and do the commentary. I am excited for that. And I know that you have a good episode planned. That was a listener request, by the way. It definitely was. In fact, I've been bothering Lisa about covering this particular location for a while now. And then Isabella sent us an email to yourhauntedholiday.com and requested this specific location. And I was just like, you know what? She is so right. It kind of falls outside of our normal thing we'd cover, but only because it's not technically open to the public yet right now at this moment. But this is an incredibly notorious location with tons of history and violence. It's been a, a lot in the news these days. There's been all kinds of shows that have been coming about, out about this place. In fact, we've covered several locations in our time with different serial killers who have stayed there. A notorious one stayed at this place as well. Do you know where it is, Lisa? Of course I know where it is. I'm excited. I am too. This is your haunted holiday at the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles, California. So this is a notorious location. There was recently a Netflix documentary that came out that was called Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. And this has been one of the top things that have, people have been streaming, I feel like, over the last month or so, right? I, I totally binged this because I, I saw something about the Cecil Hotel. People are talking about this location. So I think it's a perfect time for us to do our take on the hauntings at the Cecil Hotel and talk about the potential future opportunities that we may have eventually, our listeners included, to go possibly check this out, rent a room, and ghost hunt in this location. I agree. I think this place is, it's got to be haunted. If you've seen the documentary that's out on Netflix, I mean, there is like no doubt in my mind that it's haunted. There's so many weird things to it that I know you're going to get into, but disclaimer, and I'm sure you're going to talk about this. I don't know that we should be going here. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. So this is, you know, if you watch that documentary and I mean, if you know anything about this particular location, I mean, back when it was first built, it was actually built in 1924 by several different hoteliers. And at the time it was like this grand place. It's got this like beautiful marble lobby with these big palms that are like these beautiful planters. And it's, it's really just this like beautiful opulent entryway to this place, right? But what happens is, is the Great Depression takes place. And then ultimately, you see that it's it's really built in what is now known as Skid Row. And if you're not familiar with this, this is a really notorious location in, in LA. Essentially, there's a large homeless population, unfortunately, a lot of drug abuse, lots of sex workers. So it's, it's just, it's not a really safe place for tourists. Unfortunately for this grand hotel, it's it's currently in a location that isn't necessarily the biggest tourist location in LA. 
Yeah, I've seen pictures of the lobby and it does look really nice. And so when I hear when people would initially go there, they'd be like, wow, this is really inexpensive for downtown LA. And they'd walk into the lobby and be all excited. Like, wow, this place looks great. And then maybe their mood changes a little bit when they get further in. Exactly. So if, you know, if you know anything about this location, you know, obviously it used to be very fancy when it was first built and it was, you know, a lot of people went there and it was a great place. Now it's not so much. They've managed to keep the lobby in really great shape, but the rooms, it sounds like, have really become a problem. Now it's currently not opened. It actually closed back in 2017, supposedly for some renovations. And I'll get into some of that here towards the end of the episode. Okay. But it's currently not open for business. It's been closed for a few years, but there's also been a lot of stories around some of the people who have stayed there, a lot of the death that has occurred. There is just endless deaths that have occurred at this place, right? I was just research. I'm only going to talk about a few, but I mean, just the suicides. I mean, this, which is so sad, but I mean, this was a well, a place that was well known for people committing suicide. There's there's accounts of people jumping out of the window to commit suicide, obviously using other methods, but I mean, just a super tragic history when it comes to this. Yeah. The other thing is there was a hotel manager that was interviewed um, during that documentary that we keep talking about. We'll talk a little bit more about it later in the episode too. And she mentioned, you know, she had a short tenure there and she mentioned like she had seen some crazy amount of dead bodies the cleaning staff would go in and to clean a room and they'd find someone there dead. Now, not always suicide, obviously that was part of it, but sometimes drug overdoses. Something to know is that this hotel, it is also a long-term residence for a lot of people there. So there's a section of the hotel, at least when it was most recently opened, it became known as Stay on Main. And they kind of split the hotel into two different parts. You had the part where they'd have the tourists come in and they did a little bit of reno there. But part of the hotel was coded that you had to allow for people to have more long-term leases for these rooms. And because it was a great low income, I mean, obviously the area that it's in, it provided housing for a lot of people that, that needed it. So it continued to do that. So you'd find drug overdoses and just all kinds of crazy things right so I was just shocked hearing this hotel manager say this who had only been there for a few years I could not believe it I mean she was saying one of her first days there the maintenance man said hey we have a body in this room and she said something like she asked him does this happen regularly and he said yeah it happens all the time and then as she continued to work there they would regularly discover bodies Right. I mean, with the history, if you guys all watch like American Horror Story, I love American Horror Story. Season five, their season around the hotel, that is totally based around the Cecil Hotel. That's what this storyline was kind of after. I mean, granted, it kind of takes some leaps there. It's not a true story, but that's what it's based on because it's really such a notorious place. And there's been so much death and tragedy there. It just makes sense that it's haunted. So let me talk about some of the other deaths because obviously suicide is horrible, especially and also like drug overdoses and all of that has occurred. Countless, I don't know that we can put a number to that, but there's a few really notorious things that everyone needs to know also about this hotel. This is a legend. This is the one thing that I'm gonna say that's a legend, okay? And 
if you guys know Elizabeth Short, also known as the Black Dahlia. Back in 1947, when she was killed, there are reports that people saw her there in the hotel lobby having a drink. So people believe, this is legend, there's some disputes. Some people say it didn't happen. But there are reports that people saw her in that hotel. So she was potentially linked to staying there or having drinks there sometime near her death. It's so great. And that is such a famous crime. And I don't even think they have ever found out who her murderer was. And potentially she met that murderer at the Cecil Hotel while she was having a drink at the bar. You know, you just never know. And so that's one of those other things they put out there, right? We just we just don't know. It's unsolved. Another unsolved murder that's occurred in the hotel was a murder of this woman named Pigeon Goldie, which was like her nickname, Osgood. She was one of the long-term residents that stayed there. This was back in 1964. Apparently, it was a brutal murder. She was found dead in her room, beaten, raped, and just a horrific crime scene. Never found the murderer, okay? So this is unsolved, like I said. I believe, so based on the research, you know, I was trying to put room numbers to some of this stuff. Now, granted, if it reopens anytime in the near future, I can't guarantee that these room numbers are going to be the same or even that the hotel's going to come close to the same layout. It sounds like they're possibly doing a massive renovation. But this would have been in room 1016, from what I understand, that she died in a, in a violent way. Ugh, that is so crazy. So I mentioned this at the beginning of the show. Back in the 1980s, there is a notorious serial killer named Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. The Night Stalker. There was a recent documentary about him on Netflix. I know. Two. We're talking all kinds of Netflix. We are not sponsored by them, by the way, guys. Let me just throw this out there. We just, I'm a binger of all things like serial killer, true crime, paranormal, and you're right, there was a, there was actually a series called Night Stalker, The Hunt for a Serial Killer. That's, I think you can still find it on Netflix. I think Richard Ramirez is one of the scariest serial killers because he didn't really have like an MO, you know? And that was one of the things that kind of confused the detectives at first was, you know, he just kind of randomly selected people, which is very unusual for serial killers. And he would do things semi-consistently, but then inconsistently at the same time. And and just horrible, horrible stuff. But he was also known to basically, like, worship Satan. Yeah, absolutely. He said stuff like, Hail Satan in the courtroom. And I think he... I feel like he did a lot of that just for show and just to get people, you know talking but I mean who knows I agree I totally agree with you yeah I find it so weird because you know he had that kind of like rock star thing going for him all these women would show up to the courtroom swooning over this guy which is shocking to me because he is a vicious murderer including pedophile he did not discriminate on who he decided to rape and kill I mean he is evil if there is a depiction of evil, that man. He was actually convicted of, I read, 13 murders. Who knows how many others he committed. And in fact, they believe that during part of his spree, he actually did stay at the Cecil Hotel for a period of time. I heard like a story, and I don't know how true this is, that people saw him walking into the hotel like with a lot of blood on him 
at, at multiple times, but nobody says anything because it's this like part of town that, you know, there's lots of things going on. You know, there's not people really caring about what you're doing. Right. It's sketchy. They're just kind of looking the other way. Like, eh, well, I saw something else pretty weird the other day. So I'm going to let that one slide. Right. Now, the other thing that I've heard when I was looking into Richard Ramirez and his stay at the Cecil, people believe that the room he, he was staying on was on the 14th floor, which is the top floor. Keep that in mind as we keep talking through this. Okay. 14th floor. And I think the 14th floor, didn't they say back in the day when things were really bad in that hotel, especially with some of the long-term residents and some of the crime going on, that's where a lot of like the very brutal stuff happened to people on the 14th floor. I've read reports that there were several murders on the 14th floor, but I really couldn't pin it down on exactly what it was. Like there was a report possibly that Pigeon Goldie Osgood was killed on the 14th floor, but I don't think that's true. I I could be totally wrong because there's just so much information out there. What I was reading, I saw a couple of different spots that said it was it was really the 10th floor in room 1016 is where this occurred. Interesting. Um, but there's 14th floor seems to be a highly active floor if you're looking for paranormal activity. And it happens to be very likely linked to one of the most notorious serial killers the United States has ever had. The Cecil Hotel. We are going to just keep talking about the crazy things and the crazy history that this place has. Because not only did it have one serial killer, it had two serial killers. There was a guy in 1991 named Jack Unterweger, and I probably did not say that correctly. I think it's a German name, but he was basically visiting LA as a journalist and he was riding along with police trying to learn more about, supposedly, trying to learn more about, you know, them trying to catch like prostitutes and that kind of thing in the area. Turns out this guy's a serial killer. He was not legit at all. Three women turn out to be strangled and murdered while he's staying at the Cecil Hotel. And wasn't he kind of using the police to find out more about where he could easily find his victims, easily get away with it, and that kind of stuff? Yes. Very sinister what he did. And he also, a lot of people think he knew that Richard Ramirez had stayed in this hotel in the past. And so he really singled out that hotel primarily for that reason to kind of be like a copycat. But what he did actually was quite a bit different than what Richard Ramirez did. I mean, he singled out, you know, prostitutes and he also probably singled that hotel out because the victims that he was looking for were more easily found in that location, right? So I don't know if he's really a copycat, but maybe that had something to do with it. And what's really sad about it, just as a side note, is so many victims of murderers in general are people that are, you know, suffering, people that are going through hard mm-hmm. times, people that have been going through a drug addiction or, or whatever. And so they tend to be the targets. And unfortunately, we're in this case. Yeah, I agree with you. So those are our two serial killers at the Cecil Hotel. Unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. I'm going to jump ahead quite a bit to the last notorious case that occurred that I'm aware of. And this is in 2013. A woman named Elisa Lamb, a Canadian, went down to LA on a vacation. She booked a hotel, 
looked nice from the pictures, right? Was affordable, right? Go ahead and book it. This is, an, this is a big one and most of you have probably heard of this. So she goes missing. Ultimately, people are looking for her. Her family has filed a missing persons report. The police are searching everywhere. They're holding press conferences. They think maybe she's been kidnapped or killed. They just don't know. They start pulling the footage from the hotel's camera system and they find footage of Elisa in the elevator. And this is on the 14th floor where they find this footage. The elevator doors open. She kind of is looking like she's almost afraid that someone might be out there. And then the elevator doors close. It almost looks like the elevator is malfunctioning. You guys should go out there and Google, just literally Google Elisa Lamb, Cecil Hotel. There's a video that the police posted because what they wanted to do was see if anybody watching the video might pick up on something that they missed, right? But then she starts acting kind of strangely. She steps out of the elevator. It almost looks like she might be talking to someone. She starts stepping like around in almost like a box format in like a square. It's it's strange. Guys, go watch this video if you haven't seen it. And it triggers all kinds of questions for everybody, right? Considering the hotel's history. It's a very creepy video. And the way she's acting is very unusual. And, you know, I must say, when I saw the video, my first thought was that she must have taken some kind of medication or drug. Maybe she was experimenting because her behavior definitely wasn't normal unless somebody was outside of that elevator. I mean, it was very strange which is why people picked up on it and it went viral and everybody became obsessed with this case definitely and and what's interesting is there were no drugs in her system so we can rule that out now if you guys go watch that documentary that we talked about at the beginning of this episode i highly recommend it it is really fascinating it's a docu-series so there's multiple episodes you got to put some time in to get to the end but it's it i'll remind you guys it's called crime scene the vanishing at the cecil hotel on netflix so ultimately you know they're hunting for her you know they're they're trying to figure out what happened they see this strange video and several weeks later people are reporting that are staying at the hotel that the water kind of has a dark like a black hue to it tastes kind of funky and so one of the maintenance people goes up to the roof where there's a big water like cistern thing and finds her body she is in the water cistern on the roof of the hotel essentially decomposing and contaminating the water which is so awful Ugh. i just can't imagine i just i just can't imagine Imagine if you stayed there and you brushed your teeth or you took a shower. Oh, my gosh. Horrible. Uh, uh, Horrible. And then also, like, her family. But thank goodness now her family has some answers. They were able to locate at least where ultimately she, she ended, right? So there's a lot of questions around. Was someone with her? Was this maybe a spirit? Now, there's a big theory out there because this was on the 14th floor. Richard Ramirez stayed on the 14th floor. There's a theory out there that people think his spirit maybe led her up there or did something that maybe has caused this. 
I think that's a bit of a stretch, but you just never know. I mean, we also believe in ghosts. Yeah, I totally believe in ghosts. Now, this particular case, I know you don't want to spoil it for anybody that still wants to go watch that show. I also recommend it because honestly, I thought it was still unsolved, you know, and I was very familiar with it. And I was like, man, this is such a crazy mystery. What could have happened? And it answered a lot of questions for me. And to give you a really brief summary, I'd say still, even though I'm spoiler alert, if you don't want to hear what it is and you want to go watch that documentary for your own entertainment purposes, you know, fast forward ahead about 30 seconds. But ultimately, you know, the police find that she had bipolar disorder. She was not taking her medication, talking to witnesses. It sounds like she was having a bit of an, an episode. And they ended up finding that the latch and the actual door to the cistern was open. This was a big thing that a lot of people, like the amateur sleuths, didn't realize. It was always reported incorrectly, actually, that the door was shut. And so everyone was saying, well, how would she have gotten up there and shut the door behind her? Someone must have done it and put her in there. But they were able to disprove that based on the maintenance worker that actually found her. He confirmed the door was open. And so it sounds like she made her way in there and, and drowned unfortunately what a horrible story oh it's really sad that something like that could have happened i mean it's just it sounds like just really a terrible accident it it really does guys i still recommend you go watch that that show and you can make your own minds up but it's just a fascinating kind of a long mystery that went on for quite a while but the police seem to have done a really good job in solving that one This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tingling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. So let's talk briefly about the hauntings. I will say, guys, there is so much more information about the deaths and the mysteries and the people who have stayed there that were notorious than there are about the hauntings. To me, it seems like there hasn't been a whole lot of people there that have actively ghost hunted this location. I mean, I'm sure they're out there, but when I was really looking online for stuff, I couldn't find much. 
Now, I will say, I did see that the Ghost Adventures crew was there and they recently released an episode, but you can only find it on like a discovery streaming service since they're on the travel channel, which I just don't have. So if you, I think that episode's out there. If you have that, go watch it. It sounds highly entertaining. Okay. I'm tempted to go download it just to watch that episode. I almost bought Discovery Plus just so I could see it because I've been so fascinated by the Cecil Hotel for so long. And I was like, oh my gosh, they actually got in there to do an investigation. And I haven't broken down and done it yet. But let us know your thoughts if you did, because I'd like to know if it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, I so I read some reviews on the episode because I was trying to get some information around like, what did they find? I mean, it sounds like the typical, right? People get a little bit aggressive because these spirits that are around, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, we know what happens on that show, but they also bring in some psychics. It sounds like they had some interesting insights into the hotel. They also had your like your typical like cold spots. They had like some people were scratched, stuff like that. Even some responses on some of their equipment when they were asking questions. So it sounds like they had some activity, which makes total sense. Sounds like this place has got to be haunted. It absolutely has to be. I'm What I'm really curious about is, is Richard Ramirez haunting that place? I mean, granted, I mean, he was living there for a period of time. It is entirely possible. I would like to know if there's any evidence of that, but we know people have died and very tragically. So, I mean, I have no doubt that this place has got to be haunted. I totally agree. I I have some doubts that Richard Ramirez is haunting, but I mentioned it a little bit earlier. He stayed on the 14th floor, supposedly, and the video of Elisa Lamb with her kind of strange behavior outside the elevator and in the elevator was also on the 14th floor. So there is that theory. A lot of people think that it was Richard Ramirez's spirit who maybe led her up to that water tower on the roof, right? So just her behavior alone is something I found as a lot of people describing strange happenings, hauntings. You know, and honestly, I mean, this is still a stretch and I hate to even say this, but it is something that's crossed my mind. Even if, you know, with Elisa Lamb and what the theory is by the the police that she was having a bipolar episode and having hallucinations and that kind of thing, which led her to get into the water tower and unable to to get out of it essentially and drown is you know maybe it wasn't Richard Premier as a spirit but maybe there was another spirit that there was some sort of activity that maybe created even more of a mm-hmm. situation in her mind that could have influenced her maybe it could have been something in the spiritual realm that that impacted her a little bit. Now, I'm not saying that's the case, but I think it's possible. I mean, you never know. I mean, like I say all the time, like we believe in ghosts. So, I mean, I think spirits influencing people, you know, to, to do something that's maybe not, that risks their safety is a possibility, right? And I'm not saying the ghosts caused her to go into the water tower intentionally. What I'm saying is, she was having an episode where she was hallucinating already and then maybe there was some sort of activity going on around her which caused her to react to that in a negative way 
you just never know, right? I mean, it's possible. I lean on the side of what the police are saying and what happened to her. But I do think there's always that possibility and people reference it all the time online when they're talking about the potential haunting of the Cecil Hotel. I find it interesting, but the reality is we are just never going to know the answer to that, right? You're exactly right. In fact, we could do a whole nother episode. We could probably do multiple episodes on just the Elisa Lamb case. <laughs> so we're not going to do that. We'll ref- refer you to go watch that documentary if you want to go do that. But we kind of gave you the gist. So that, and then also I saw some reports of people seeing like apparitions in the windows and, and that kind of thing. So potential for some full figured apparitions. But I really think that this place is very much unexplored. It hasn't been ghost hunted nearly as much as a lot of other notoriously haunted locations. That makes it kind of exciting. And I think that's what's so exciting about the idea of the the Ghost Adventures crew being there is they're really the first group to really go in and do that type of investigation. So the Cecil Hotel sold back in 2016 for right around $30 million, and it sold to essentially what I believe are like hoteliers, right? They they are investors and they build these properties, right, to, to make a business. They closed the hotel back in 2017 in order to renovate, and the rumor is that they're slated to open this year in 2021. What? And it's that's what I'm hearing, and that's why I'm doing this episode, guys, because Granted, our theme of Your Haunted Holiday sticks to places you can actually go visit. And so this mixed up episode that we're doing right now doesn't technically fall in our theme. But I really wanted to cover this hotel and I'm hopeful that we might actually have a chance for it to be open eventually. And the question is, if it is open, I mean, I am less scared of the spirits at this place than I am just how notorious this place is in terms of like safety that that scares me too. yeah right I mean I I totally agree with you I mean it sounds to me the little bit of reading I did it sounds like there's some gentrification going on out there so it it could change I would say guys I'm not gonna recommend that you go right now right I'm not gonna recommend that you go and you should do your own research whenever this place opens we need to look at it and determine for yourself if you think that it's a safe thing for you to go do and stay at. And once it opens, we will probably give you guys an update as well just to let you know, hey, FYI, if you want to risk it, the Cecil Hotel has opened. So I think I would go, but again, you know, I'd need to research it a little bit more once it does open. Yeah, I probably would go only with a renovation, right, where I feel like the room's have been like redone and like cleaned. I just, I feel like everything I saw, the rooms previously were not well kept. And I'm sorry, I'm not staying in a room like that. <laughs> just, I'm just not. But I would go with also a group of people and not like go down the street by myself. Obviously I would stay with a group and I, I would feel a lot safer in that kind of situation. For sure, yes, you'd have to go with a group. The reports are that 
they're doing a full renovation and they're supposed to make it like super fabulous with a rooftop pool. And I think they were saying like 299 rooms right now, there's like 400. So it sounds like they're gutting a lot of it, but they're trying to maintain the like opulence of the lobby. So people can walk in and get the feel of, hey, I'm in the Cecil Hotel. That's pretty cool. I wonder if they're going to embrace the ghosts. I don't know. I feel like they probably, this is a guess. I feel like they probably will because there's all of this media or tension around it right now with the different documentaries that have come out and the ghost adventures. I mean, I have a feeling they're going to embrace the ghosts, but I mean, who knows? I hope so. I really do. I really hope they do a whole ghost tour and everything because then we have to go. 100%. And I feel like if they open this hotel right now, people would be clamoring to go stay. I, I really think people are just wanting to get in there and do some ghost hunting. Yep. So I will say this though. A lot of this seems to be all over the place and rumors to some extent. So I can't make any guarantees that this place is actually going to open this year. I will say that obviously investors have purchased it for a reason. I imagine they're working on trying to open a business, probably a hotel, right? The reports are that it's going to be this great renovated hotel. But there was a Forbes article I found from just a few weeks ago that says that COVID um, back in 2020, when that first start started around this time last year, really put their renovation plans on hold. So it has delayed their planned opening. So anyone to say that they're going to open soon kind of seems to be the rumor they're going to open soon, guys. We don't really know that. And Forbes in their article kind of said that they don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. But there's a whole nother article that's saying Halloween time it's going to open. So it's hard to say what to believe out there, but let's keep our fingers crossed that maybe there'll be some sort of a great opportunity and they embrace their ghosts when they open. All right. So the Cecil Hotel, I mean, come on. That is some fascinating, morbid history at this place, everybody. I am dying for it to reopen. I would just, I would like to go. I'm not going to lie. Like, as scared as I would be, I would have to go to the Cecil Hotel. And this was definitely a mixed up episode if there ever was one. And Lindsay did a great job with the research on that. If you are enjoying the show, show, please share it with your friends. That's what is gonna help this show grow. We need to continue to grow. And you telling your friends and family that might be interested in our episodes is a huge benefit to us. If you are enjoying the show, also make sure to give us a five-star review on anywhere that you are able to do that. And we want to hear your story. So if you have stayed at the Cecil Hotel, if you have a ghost story, if you have a recommendation, send us an email to yourhauntedholiday at gmail.com or just go directly to our website, yourhauntedholiday.com and click on contact us to send us an email directly. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe and healthy.